0: Hey, David. What's up? Have you ever been to a store with a child? Just an out of control human being that likes to just toss things into carts.
1: Well, yes and no. I mean, like I've never willingly taken a child to a store.
0: That That's fair. Uh, I willingly took a child to the store last week before his bachelor party. And I will tell you that that child was completely out of control in Costco. I forgot because I, I don't see David nearly as often as I used to. Um, how out of control this man is in a Costco. It's like, wow, you, that's a that's a good sample into the cart. That's a great sample <laughs> into the cart. Oh, my God. Queso dip. That was a good call, though.
1: Yeah. You know, the queso dip was quite the hit. So was the energy drink, actually. It was pretty good. I mean, that's what the samples are for, though. At uh at costco right like that they're there to make you buy the stuff
0: you're making it sound like samples are a gateway drug at costco and i'm not for that
1: (laughs) they are a gateway drug though you know what else is a gateway though what's that this episode of the scene on screen podcast hey
2: whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure movie or video game we've got you covered welcome to the scene on screen podcast with your host, Sean and david
0: Holy guacamole! We we lived through the bachelor party to see another day, and no one was the wiser. David, you look well rested <laughs> and well. <well-partied. laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't. Actually, you
1: know what? I I, I am. I think everyone needs, uh, regardless of how busy a weekend might be, or how much you might uh, how much alcohol you might drink. I think uh, just time away from work and make and I mean time away because come on the reality is (laughs) our phones weren't not blowing up from from work Friday
0: morning absolutely everybody's doing work we're like guys stop it stop yeah yeah
1: no it was good it was good uh to get away from the uh the Kenora winter (laughs) in July and hang out with some friends and play some games and Go to Chuck's Roadhouse.
0: Yeah, not an advertisement, <laughs> but yeah, we went there. It's actually funny, too, because, like, David and I have a pattern, um, especially if I pick him up from the airport. Typically, we get, like, lunch or something first. And we kind of deviated from our own path because we were like, oh, yeah, yeah, there's a... Well, we thought there was, like, a Wendy's or something nearby where we were going. Um, there was a, a game store that I, I heard about that is, like, apparently very highly regarded. Um Uh, I'll get the name in a second, but I like the whole goal was to to get to this game store and then eat lunch. Mm -hmm. And I guess I looked at the map wrong because there was no Wendy's anywhere nearby.
1: Which is surprising because there's usually at least one every so often like every few blocks and whatnot. But there was really nothing all the way, like nothing really around where this place was. Not even like a McDonald's or anything like that.
0: It It was called Game Haven, wasn't it?
1: Something like that. Yeah.
0: This store, which we'll talk about in a few minutes, was uh, actually, it was remarkable. It was a David and I have always kind of evaluated game stores based off um, kind of what the condition of the store looks like. Right. Mm -hmm. And We've gone into some game stores where it's like it's so clean and pristine that, you know, it's either really picked over or their prices are so high Mm that product doesn't get moved. But we could tell you two things about this store. One, they had like 18 copies of NHL 09. And two, there was so much excessive product that David and I have committed to going back there, to to actually spend some time there because we were on a little bit of a time crunch, trying to get to everywhere we had to go before we met up with our friends. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was a, it was a remarkable store. I don't think I've seen that much gaming product in one space,
1: not in a while at least. Like the 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 problem was, I think the biggest problem. Was that they didn't uh, that their debit machines weren't working, so it was like cash only. So um, I mean, they had uh, a GameCube set up for like ninety bucks, which was like the lowest price I've seen a GameCube set up for anything, and I probably would have picked that up, but again, I didn't have the ninety dollars to in cash to to pick it up. So, but there was there was so much stuff that we did. How many? We walked around there like three times because, like, you kind of have to focus on like one aspect as you're walking around.
0: Yeah, like you have that overwhelming lap first to kind of see what catches your eye, and then you kind of make your way around, right? And like, Mm -hmm. I saw stuff on lap one that I couldn't see again until lap three. Yeah, it was a, it was an intriguing store though. So the cup, the the store had been in business for what thirty years. He said, yeah, he said like thirty years, single owner. And you could tell, like some of the stuff in there has been there for a while. There was some like broken toys and shit at the front of the store, and like a big clearance area. But the the thing that's kind of disappointing in stores like that is like, a if they're disheveled, but b if they're disheveled and like you could tell stuff is dirty, right? Like there was some stuff that was in there that was that was dirty, like it had a
1: a thick layer of grime on it. Yeah, I don't even want to touch it. Yeah.
0: And like there, there was some like we kind of had free reign. We were allowed to touch things and kind of explore and look around, but also prices seemed all over the place, right? Like you had crushed Funkos for fifteen bucks. You had some games that typically aren't overpriced. Overpriced. You had underpriced games in some areas. There were some really good deals in there. Um, just wasn't everything that we were kind of looking at.
1: Yeah, and I think. Partially because when we go into to these game stores and whatnot, we're not necessarily looking for something in particular. Right. So it makes it a little bit harder to, you know, explore the stores and, and, and look for a good deal in a sense because we don't really know what we're looking for in terms of a good deal. So in the past, when we were looking for specific things, you had. You, we had an idea on what we we're looking for, right? So, Agreed. as you're looking through the stores, you're you're kind of scoping for a specific item, and so you're you're being a little bit more observant of what you're you're browsing through. Whereas in this case, we we're just looking to see what was there, and there's so much stuff that it was uh, almost to an extent a little overwhelming, right? Like he you couldn't really, you couldn't really focus down on a specific a specific item or, or group of items because there's just so much stuff and we weren't like looking for anything in particular. Um, but then I think also if, uh, if they accepted at the time other forms of payment than cash, again, it would be a little bit more. I think we'd be a little bit more willing to, to drop the money on on items that we find because, you know, who carries cash around?
0: <laughs> Believe it or not, right? I had cash that whole day. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, um, but still, thing, though, it's like, yeah, I, I was going to say the thing in that situation is like we had the ability to barter with him. We probably could have pulled like if we wanted that GameCube bad enough. What leverage does he have? He has the price. He has the product. Sure. But he no longer has debit. If I say mm. I have $80, would you take $80? Mm. He has to make a choice, right? He He's running against his own inventory, and he clearly does cash and credit trades. And my guess is he does fairly well. Yeah. Because he had new product coming in. I saw the boxes of the new product. He had product that was definitely used stuff that was coming in. And he had a list of like regulars. There was a regular in there buying three games. Two new. There was a lot of like, there was some neat stuff in there. Yeah.
1: Like so, and the thing is like it he's clearly established so that he can the, the his prices aren't too high that no one's buying anything, and it's not too low that he's not actually making any money to be there um but i I just think like in r- regards to the average or just like people like us who are just going through you know the the availability and the options that uh we had weren't I don't know. It wasn't enough to really entice us to like kind of push us over the ledge edge and be like, OK, you know what? We need to get this
2: I, I but agree. like you said,
1: like we have because it was cash only uh, and those stores, though, right? Like you should feel like you can bargain with them, right? It's not like it's uh, going into a Walmart where the price is set, right? Like he's clearly bought everything at a set price. Uh, and he needs to have the inventory set up so that he knows what he paid for something. Right. But if he doesn't have that inventory set up and that's the thing is we, we asked him if he had, uh, a copy of what was it, rock band three. Yeah. Right. And he tells us right away. He doesn't. And then I know that I remember you asked him if he knows like if there's things that he has that he doesn't even know about. Right. And he said that he knows where, you know, pretty much all of his inventory is based off of what's in the computer. Uh, but there'd be times where something shows up and says that there's like one copy of something. And then he's got to actually dig through literally everything. Right.
0: Yeah. I also did ask him like what his most desirable item was in the store. And he's like, all of it. I'm like, okay, that's fair. I guess
1: the love of a woman,
0: it was probably the, <laughs> the, um, the, uh, Eldon or the elder scrolls statues that he had. But it was interesting. There was, like, we we stopped at some shops in Niagara Falls. Um, there there was a... David and I talked about one that we went to, and I want to say Ajax. And it was, like, you walk in, it's just a row of games on the wall, a row of games on the back with a counter, and a row of games on the other wall. It's just three walls of games. That's it. There's nothing in the middle, nothing to, like, feel through touch. Felt very museum-y. We went into one of those, and we like walked out being like, ugh. there wasn't a lot there. The only thing that was kind of cool was they were playing um, Super Mario Brothers, the the original TV show on (laughs) on, on a a DVD player. But we we didn't really see anything that was like eye popping. We uh, I can't remember the name of the store. That's unfortunate. I think it was called uh, something games with a Z, but they were also a shirt printing store. That was a really neat store. There was a lot of really cool pieces in that store.
1: The the our main issue with that one is that we walked in there and the guy didn't even like acknowledge our existence.
0: Yeah, right. Like,
1: and and that does make a big difference, especially in a store uh, like that. You know, if you're going to enter a store where you're you're looking for a good deal or anything like that, if the person isn't uh, like friendly willing to talk and me yeah. and oh, yeah, willing to talk to you, it makes it very difficult to even consider bargaining with them right so uh (laughs) there were some cool things in there uh that store for sure they had some uh some signed copies of games and whatnot but who knows if they were actually authentic signatures or whatnot there's no way to really confirm right but
0: yeah it was uh it was called next game store it was actually not bad um Man, there was a few pieces in there that I thought were actually interesting. The they had the Donkey Kong 64 complete with the banana sleeve for the controller oh, yeah. and yeah, Donkey yeah. Kong 64. Reasonably priced too. Like I don't think 250 is a bad ask for that complete.
1: No, and, and with the box and everything like that, that's for, for collectors. That's that's pretty cheap. Because when you think about buying a just a generic gray and 64
0: it's 70 right? bucks
1: if that right like I, we've seen somewhere it's like 120 bucks for for things like that so Still
0: regret that watermelon <laughs> 69.99 that was a destiny purchase and we didn't buy yeah it. yeah i mean i feel like
1: our our adventures through some of these stores was less f- than fruitful uh we didn't really walk away with anything significant if anything at all um, But things have changed quite a bit, right? Like on some of our past adventures, we would always find something. There was always that one thing that like really stood out that either of us was like, oh my God, like I need this. Either I, I had it as close. a kid or whatnot, but with what? What was it? Uh,
0: the Mario Party 7.
1: Oh yeah. 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 yeah I
0: don't have you know that what? one. Like,
1: that's not a, that wasn't a bad price. It was like Mario Party 7 for what? 70 bucks?
0: 79.99. So yeah. like retail.
1: Yeah, but nothing really totally stood out. And it was kind of disappointing in, a, in nope. a sense, but.
0: There there was one game at a value village. We found actually like the most actually yeah. super value village ever in Brantford, Ontario.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh, David found a console included copy. Oh, what was it? Star Wars: The Old Republic and something else?
1: It was Star Wars: The Clone Wars and Tetris Worlds. It was like the du- dual the disc. disc. Yeah. It was well, they're full games, but it was like the dual discs one that uh, came with an original Xbox, and it was uh, like six bucks. And I looked it up, and the disc is backwards compatible on Xbox One, but only the Clone Wars is playable, which is uh the game that I I cared about uh, for six bucks and I I had almost bought it, but I looked at the disc and it was pretty, it was pretty scratched up and it's like, you know what for, for six bucks, it's not that bad of a price, but I could probably also get a digital copy of this game for the same price. And then I don't have to worry about having a, a scratched up disc on my, my shelf. Right. Um.
0: It was more of having the piece, I think, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. It was more of like of the collector things, but again, like my gaming collection, I don't have a lot of original Xbox games. That it's it wasn't something that's like, oh, I need to add this to my collection. It was more of a, hey, this would be cool to have.
0: I'd agree. I mean, like for like, we didn't really fully intend on adventuring, and I know in a couple weeks' time we have a full out plan to like we want to hit our spots, mm-hmm. and we know what that's gonna be like. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be grueling. It's going to be tough. We're going to try and find the deals. That's but true. we also are realistic in saying, like, maybe right now is not the time. It's so crazy, but the way, like, we just did games in July a few weeks ago. We're going to do games in August in, like, two weeks. The way everything is with the economy right now, people aren't reducing prices to help anybody. No. <laughs> and people aren't buying things to help anybody. So it's kind of uh, you're you're we're in an interesting market right now. And I unfortunately, I I hate to say it, but gaming collectors like us, board game collectors like ourselves, I mean, David, a little bit more extreme than I am. And by that, I mean, like a level eight versus a level three. (laughs) But in a few months time, there is going to be so much product on shelves because people are going to be selling their collections. And it's really unfortunate. And Mm -hmm. uh, like, there's no kind of real way around it. We've already seen it on like Marketplace a little bit, right? Yeah. And we, where we were on the weekend, we we just kind of like adventured around while we were waiting for one of our buddies to show up. And we found like some of those bin stores and some liquidators. And we were like, wow, this is like the fifth bin store we've seen is this kind of like the new normal for how people are shopping and trying to get the deal and like no harm, no foul because like there was some cool stuff in there, but like, we're also like, we became very aware at the moment. Like this is kind of like, where's the video game bin store.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah,
0: Where NHL Oh five has 18,000 copies just fruitfully splashed all over the place. But
1: yeah, and I think, when, when COVID started and people were stuck at home and people needed things to do, right? Like they were digging out their old consoles and or they were being like, you know what? I need something to play at home. Oh, I used to play this game on my Xbox or my N64. Like I want to play that again. Let's go find it. right? So like the used games businesses uh, really increased sales, right? Like they went, uh, it was crazy now that things have died down quite a bit uh, everything's kind of more or less back to normal the desire for a lot of these games has dropped significantly while not all the stores that are selling these have adjusted their prices right to to change now they probably there's there's places that have bought games at the height of when some of these things were very popular so the value increased so They might have bought a game at, you know, two or three times what the game was worth originally, right? Like, or or what they would be selling at it right now because of the popularity at the time. Well, now if uh, if the demand isn't there, well, they have to lower the price. But if they lower the price of what they are trying to sell, they are going to lose out on, you know, money that they've purchased. That game for. So they can't really lower the price, or otherwise, they're ju- just losing money for it. And so then when people come in to purchase stuff, it's like the prices haven't changed, and then they're not gonna buy. It's gonna be a, a vicious cycle, right? So
0: That's you know also I the th- biggest problem with this industry, right? Like you are mm. never, ever, 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 unless it's a Nintendo game, going to sell something at the same price you bought it at. There is a very rare system out there where you might you might be able to find like a a rare Nintendo 64 game and you might be able to Mm -hmm. flip it depending on its condition or Mm -hmm. um peripherals but it just doesn't exist anymore. There's no room. But no no none just none. So (laughs) what what I'll say is like the Avenger was fun. The Avenger was cool. Um moving on. Have you played anything in the last uh like week and a half. I know we recorded super early last week, so you'd never know with the magic of podcasts.
1: The magic of science. Um, you know what, honestly? Uh from from being away all week and then traveling and then and
0: then getting back,
1: I haven't really played much of anything. Um
0: Thanks to I you, mean, I got to re experience my childhood.
1: And uh what is what is that with?
0: I played the shit out of GoldenEye the other night. I think I got oh, like yeah. six or seven levels in. I forgot a, how hard some of the missions were. Mm-hmm. And B, how easy some of the missions were, and C, I don't know how I played those games as a kid. Like it's not like I was on like Adderall or anything. <laughs> like so I for, don't understand.
1: For anyone wondering why uh, Sean was uh, allowed to or capable of playing allowed GoldenEye. to David <laughs>
0: promised me he said yeah. it was okay.
1: Uh. We were lucky and got two controllers, like two of the N64 Nintendo Switch controllers. Uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago, I saw a post on Reddit that they were in stock, so it was one of those buy f- buy first, think later kind of things. Um, so I brought uh, Sean his N64 controller down, and uh, we were talking about this before. is like I before I uh, flew down there, I I had the controller. So I tried it out and my God, how did we play? At, uh, Well, hell, like any, any first person shooter on, on the uh, <laughs> n 64, right? Like, it
0: makes no sense. Like I, there's no human quick enough.
1: And it just, the control schemes are just, I mean, granted that was one of the first 3d first person shooters, right? So uh, if you look at the control scheme for a lot of first person shooters uh, on the PlayStation, And, uh, yeah, well, I guess PlayStation and even into like the PlayStation 2 era, you know, the controls were all over the place. And, but the, I would say the main game or the first game that really introduced people into the first person shooter genre would have been GoldenEye. Well, if anyone remembers the N64 controller, it had one joystick and two buttons, A and B, and then the C buttons. and there was no, like, dual stick controlling. Actually, there was a mode if you have two N64 controllers, you can you can, can play it in, with two controllers in your hand for, for dual joysticks. But uh, I've never played it that way. But, uh, yeah, like, I tried playing the N64 version with the controller, and I was like, oh, my God. You know, if you want to... You can't aim and shoot at the same time. Um, no, you
0: can't. You just... Auto aim helps you though, or auto Well, that's the thing; is like
1: you don't realize like how much like auto aim. You just kind of have to, you know, pray and what is it? Spray and pray.
0: Spray and pray. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's what that game was. But so, how long did it take you to get like accustomed to the controls again?
0: The dam, by by the end of damn, I already had a good idea of like how to play. I uh I forgot how to beat the um the next level where you meet Alex. And you have to blow up the tankers because I kept I kept like thinking I'm like oh, yeah. why why is um why is the room filling up with gas so much? I forgot you had to run out. <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah, damn, yeah. I keep dying. Um, but by the time I hit like the runway, I was fine.
1: Yeah, so like the first mission or no, that's the second I got five line. missions deep. The yeah, the dam was uh
0: oh yeah,
1: so that'd be the second mission, right?
0: Wasn't it? So the airplane, uh, once the airplane mission or the air, uh, the runway is right after you blow up the tanks mm-hmm. and then you're in the snow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Still that far. mission always, uh, that mission always scared the, scared the crap out of me. Like where, because there is always like two guards that no matter what would come and find you.
0: What? In, uh, in the, the snow mission. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, I, I, I set my own record. I think the the time to beat on that level, like the uh the runway was like five minutes and something, and I did it in two minutes and three seconds. I was like, holy shit. That that that's fast. And then it said cheat unlocked. So I did something cool.
1: <laughs> nice. Uh what was one it's like the the catwalks when it's like the one of the boss battles. And I think you're fighting um Alex Trebek. No. Uh, <laughs> Trevelyan. Trevelyan. Um and I just remember having to like, you have to pump him with so much bullets. Like it's unrealistic. Like this, how many bullets this guy takes and it's all part of like the, the, the The sequence, right. But the what?
0: the illusion illusion.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's all part of like the, the, the sequence of where the battle needs to take place and whatnot. But I just remember like running through the, the upper catwalks of, of, what I guess you're on a satellite dish or something? Yeah. And Moonraker just, or something. Yeah. Like something like that. But no, that game was uh it was great. Like they need to uh release what's the other one? Uh Perfect Dark.
0: So my question to you is and the followers, if I rebeat Goldeneye on my Switch, does that count for my twelve for twelve?
1: Well, it depends on what uh the rules are. Were like, do they have to? Is it?
0: I didn't. We didn't 12, make any rules,
1: right? Like, I mean, technically, it counts as beating a game.
0: We we did claim that I like had to beat new games, though. Like, I haven't every game that I've beaten so far. I've never completed.
1: And have you completed Golden Eye before? Yeah. Right. So then it doesn't count. Stupid, so like, Sean. Say it was like an old game, and you never actually beat it. Then I feel like that's kind of like a gray area. It okay. it is possible. But I know everyone's being golden. Hell, I even I've beaten golden eye. Yeah, you and don't beat I, things. And I don't beat games. No. All so unfortunately, right. that's gonna have to be a a, a no for me, dog.
0: Speaking of beating games, Microsoft is one <laughs> step closer to beating the ultimate game. The game of acquisition. <laughs> I had no idea where I was going with that, and you did—you just let me fucking keep going.
1: Yep, I—I I, I wanted to see how this, uh, how that played out, but uh, yeah. yeah, we had like a lot of big news over the last week regarding the—I—I I know everyone is super excited to hear all of the
0: Microsoft,
1: Activision, Blizzard, Sony drama, but it's finally coming to an end.
0: Yeah. How do you feel? Let, let, let's start off with the basics, okay? Microsoft attempts to acquire Activision for $69 billion. Everybody laughs at the funny number. It's like $68.5 million or something.
2: Mm.
0: $68.5 billion. Sony gets upset. Sony calls the CRTC, not the CRTC, the FTC. The FTC intervenes. The FTC sues. The FTC takes Microsoft to court all over what seemingly sounds like cloud gaming and unfair practices slash Mm -hmm. monopoly in gaming the ftc opens up a can of worms and includes emails between microsoft and sony microsoft and sony's emails uncover the fact that sony which we all knew has paid for exclusives for years and has also bankrolled studios to not release on Game Pass and or Xbox. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Nintendo, or sorry, uh, Microsoft, (laughs) while all this is happening, offers Nintendo a 10-year deal for Call of Duty. Nintendo gleefully accepts. Nintendo also agrees to other terms. To bring possibly Game Pass, we don't know, but a multitude of other products from Xbox to Nintendo sony keeps digging themselves their own hole they keep pushing fighting the ftc keeps pushing fighting still focused on the unfairness due to cloud gaming but also to the, the fact that if microsoft completes this acquisition activision or uh, microsoft will be too powerful and there'll be no games left for sony to have am i right so far it sounds right yeah? yeah and yep. and this week the federal courts have decided that the FTC has no legs to stand on. Microsoft has been granted permission to complete their sale. Microsoft and Activision are now working together to close the sale. Um, The deadline has passed since start of recording. And the full um, merger has to be completed by October 18th. So they have a few months to complete it. A lot of this has to do with the fact that they're, they're selling off a lot of the cloud gaming entities in the UK to make it a viable sale. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like um other big corporations doing mergers and having to sell yeah. off certain assets, yeah, to make it work. are you relieved that we've we've come to a resolution <laughs> that's like it's no longer fun, but like
1: I mean now it's just like kind of waiting for for the sale to finalize, right um, the most recent kind of news in regards to the timeline is that we got uh, Phil Spencer uh, tweeted that uh, the agreement deadline has been pushed or extended to October 18th.
0: Yeah, I just said that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, I know, but I'm saying like the most that's the latest news, right? Okay. Okay. It's not. We're no longer waiting to see, okay, what's going to happen next. Right. We know that everything is being approved and the, the, the deadline for the purchase to complete being pushed back is a no brainer move, right? Because everything was delayed, delayed for so long. And I'm not too sure what the, uh, uh I forget when the original deadline was.
0: The right? By 18th or 19th
1: of, of July. July. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, like, you know, with all of the delays due to the FTC, FTC Sony, all that stuff, you know, yeah, they got the go ahead, but it's not possible for for their lawyers to draft up and go through everything in the short amount of time, right? And so
0: I was going to say the biggest indicator that it was like officially over in, in the eyes of many gamers was uh, Sony inked a 10-year deal to make sure that Call of Duty would get the same treatment on, or fair treatment on PlayStation. Mm -hmm. No other Activision title, just Call of Duty. Now, I laughed at a tweet from TW, their dragon, or TW, the red dragon, because they're, they're known to be a little bit more Sony fanboyish than most other people. Sony signs a much better deal than Phil Spencer and the Xbox originally wanted 10 years. Xbox wanted a three-year deal, but was forced to give out a 10-year deal knowing they could never recoup the cost through depending on Xbox fans buying games. Jim made Microsoft blow millions to sweat it out. Um, funny thing
1: is that it was always a 10-year ten-year deal offer.
0: Same deal. The, like, the The funny fact is Jim Ryan got greedy. It was like, on top of your 10-year deal, I would like access to Starfield. I would like access to this because he thought that for whatever reason, he had leverage in these negotiations to bring Bethesda back into the fold. Mm-hmm. Which is why Microsoft is shutting Bethesda's doors completely and Bethesda is just going to be a, a Microsoft product. Now. Yeah, and it's one of those things that,
1: you know, uh, Sony has pushed so hard to have exclusives on their system and, you know, they're the Sony fans have just eaten it up. Right, yeah. like saying pretty much like, oh, Microsoft has no games. Place games are better on PlayStation, all that stuff, and so it, it's been quite some time where Sony has been paying for exclusives for Xbox or for PlayStation, or paying for early release on PlayStation. Right, so like Call of Duty always had maps and everything like that a, a week or two early on PlayStation. Right, because Sony's paid for it. So now Sony is afraid that their are, sales are going to be significantly hit because if, if Call of Duty is not on their console, which we know that it's going to be, right? It always was. It was never a question of whether or not Call of Duty was going to be on PlayStation uh, because Sony from the get-go is saying, yeah, it's going to be on there. Like, we'll, we'll confirm that it'll be on there for the next 10 years, which, and for 10 years with the the turnaround time for For games, that's what, like, or at least for Call of Duty franchise, that's like, what, the next three games?
0: Yeah, that's nine Call of Duties.
1: Yeah, right? But, like, realistically, we're looking at, say, a new Call of Duty every two years. Right? Yeah. So, now that, uh, you know, the the sales or the purchase is is allowed, Sony is kind of having to backtrack on what they've said and make these agreements and stuff like that. Uh, but it's just amazing how Sony fans are just so oblivious to the realities of, you know, what Microsoft has to offer and 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 whatnot. But you know, it's I think it's smart that Microsoft is not allowing Starfield on a PlayStation console, and yeah, they're withholding some of those those uh, Bethesda exclusives, right? Like one of the first things that they did when after the purchase of Uh, Zenimax studios was make uh, what's that uh, that one game that uh, Redfall no it was uh, Deathloop they made Deathloop uh, a multi-platform right and a timed one-year exclusive right and the thing is is they they followed through with that one-year exclusive for PlayStation and then it came on to Xbox now I haven't played the game, so I can't say whether or not it's a, a good game or not, but for example, final fantasy seven remake, it was supposed to be a one year exclusive on PlayStation. It came out three or four years ago and it's still not on Xbox. It's still like Sony,
0: Sony got them deep pockets, right?
1: Sony is still paying for that to be an exclusive for, uh, PlayStation or Sony consoles. I think it's it did come out on P- PC eventually, but so Microsoft has fallen through or followed through with what they said is and, and taking care of the gamers on on their console. But things are still being available for other gamers, right? So with with the PlayStation uh, and Call of Duty, like they have the deal that they got that they were offered Call of Duty for the next ten years on the PlayStation uh, ecosystem. But Sony was trying to, like you said, Sony felt like they had leverage for other stuff. Well, Microsoft is a juggernaut when it comes to purchasing power. And Sony doesn't really have anything. All they, they were just like the bully in the schoolyard, right? They paid the money to keep games on their system, but now because they can't actually follow through, they, they cannot afford to purchase the things that Microsoft is purchasing. They're getting scared. Yeah. And now they're saying, Oh, well, if you if if you want us to allow you to do this, like it's almost as if they're saying, like, if you want our permission to purchase Activision, well, then you need to give us all this other stuff. And it's like so Microsoft's like, No. Like it's not gonna happen. And it's funny because like are some other tweets from uh like when Phil Spencer tweeted uh <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, when Phil Spencer tweeted that uh, they extended the the purchase agreement, like the merger agreement, to October, uh, one of the tweets is, "Where are your games? PlayStation already has a lot of exclusives this year and next year." It's like, well, obviously these are these are the fanboys, right? The yeah. hardcore ones that don't look into anything, uh, because Microsoft Xbox consoles have a lot of games. They have a ton of third party and and second party developers. The thing is, is that these games are still being released on other platforms, right? Like no, a lot don't. of these, <laughs> a lot of these games though, like just because a game is released multi-platform doesn't mean that it's not um a, a game that is good on that home console. Right. And, you know, someone else had said, well, how about some major legendary franchises coming, becoming exclusive to Xbox? That's, what we need after years of Halo. Uh, oh, sorry. Need after years and years of basically nothing but gears, Halo and Forza. Well, I mean, years and years of games on the PlayStation consoles, it's all the same thing, right? We have the horizon. We have, uh, well, well uh, not injustice, um, infamous. Right? Yeah. Right.
0: And the, the Gran Turismo
1: and Gran Turismo, all that stuff. It's the same, same story, but just different console, right? Like, so, the, I think the main thing, though, is the reason why people say, say still say that like, Xbox has no games and all this stuff, blah, 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 is because a lot of the games that came out on Xbox were either multi-platform already, or they weren't necessarily advertised as exclusives because they came out on PC as well at the same time. But Sony has always been, their, their marketing, let me, like, I'll t- totally admit, the marketing that Sony has is always way better than Microsoft.
0: But though that used to be the case, man, it's not anymore. Like, what do you remember about PlayStation commercials versus Xbox commercials? I can remember two things so vividly, it's gross. What's that? The president of PlayStation, Mm -hmm. and just the fact that like their characters were in commercials. Remember, like, the Proud of the Rapper one, one where Crash Bandicoot walks through the screen, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. What did Microsoft ever have? The Peeling X. On Call of Duty commercials.
1: Yeah. They didn't, and that's the thing is, like, I'm saying Microsoft's advertisement was never uh, remotely close to uh, the quality or the entertainment value of Sony's, right? So Sony's marketing and advertisements for their games was always top tier, like, always way better. Um, And so I think it's done its job. Because there's a lot of people that think that Sony only like Microsoft doesn't have any games. Sony has all the games they have. They're the more fun console, right? But their commercials were designed to be that way. And so that marketing was act was was actually very effective. Unfortunately, it's kind of brainwashed people, though, right? Because yeah. if you look I'm, at the...
0: Sorry, we're cutting each other off. Go ahead.
1: Like if you look at, uh, the the advertisements and stuff like that for the PlayStation Three era versus Xbox yep. Three Hundred and Sixty, right? You know, there was a ton of games that were exclusive to the PlayStation Three, and all of those games were very like, uh, the the advertisement was very very positive and and enjoying and joyful to watch, right? Whereas the Xbox stuff is like Call of Duty. It was a big Call of Duty console, right? Yeah, Uh, and and they had the Gears games and stuff like that. A lot more like of the mature games, right? Gears, uh, Gears of War, Call of Duty, uh, Forza Motorsport, stuff like that. Um, Whereas even the like Sony games were Ratchet and Clank, Uh, the other one,
0: Sly Sly Cooper, Cooper, yes, yeah, yeah,
1: Jack and Daxter, stuff like that, right? So they were the adventure games that were available or or more open to the wider audience,
0: right? But you're missing the the key factor. All the games that you're talking about were mainly single player games on the PlayStation, and that's that's always predominantly what the PlayStation has been. Mm -hmm. It has been this this console for the longest time. It didn't even have decent um, online services, right? And now it does. Like The online is good. Mm -hmm. Would it be better than Microsoft? probably not i was actually
1: just i would say like the online stuff between playstation and xbox are on par now right like
0: that's a long hill to run up though
1: well that's the thing though it's like the the xbox originally had dedicated servers and stuff like that and they've cut that down on a lot of games uh where it went to uh individual like consoles hosting games remember playing a game online and then it disconnecting yeah because the the host turned turned off their console and then everything would pause while while the game connected to a new host whereas Sony's consoles uh, like the PlayStation 3 with the online stuff because it was free though everything was it it was fine for for games to be hosted individually but they had games that were hosted on Sony servers which didn't have those issues right but then with the uh, PlayStation 4 Sony's like hold on people will pay to play games online and we don't have to do anything different so they've implemented that right so and then the way that online games have changed quite a bit over the last few years like I would say like the base online connectivity is on par between Xbox and PlayStation yeah but it's the other features that Microsoft has always been at the forefront and, and pushing and, and advancing because they've had that gen, that, that continuous revenue from subscriptions just for an online service.
0: My my uh, I was reading some tweets and I was trying to find the ones that uh, that I wish I screenshotted, but there was like comparisons for some of these games that are on both Xbox and um, PlayStation and just their meta reviews. Right. Mm-hmm. And like the Xbox was constantly rating higher.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But the one thing that was said to me years ago, I want to say this was back in the, the PS4 Expone era was the PlayStation has always had this kind of single child mentality,
2: right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where
0: it's like, we're better than you and we know it. We have the ball. We're the only people who can play with the ball. That's that. Where the Xbox has always been like, play with your friends, play with your siblings.
1: Yeah, like the PlayStation is always accessible. Yeah, the PlayStation is be like, I have one ball and only one person can play with this ball. Whereas Microsoft is, I got multiple balls and lots of people can play with my balls.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just time. balls up in the air all the time. <laughs> but but the, the crazy part about it to me is like to this day, Microsoft still tweets out games for everyone, inclusion for everyone, mm-hmm. games for this, games mm-hmm. for that, mm-hmm. right? And like, sure, you can buy an Xbox and play single player games until your heart's content. That's that's why I have a PlayStation. I want to play some of those exclusives, mm-hmm. but don't ever like forget where you came from. Like I haven't used my Xbox in probably a month. It's it's probably actually sat cold. That's how little I've used it in the last month. Yeah. Why? Because I'm busy playing some other things right now. And that's yeah. that's okay, guys. That's fine.
1: And I th- but, I think with I think with the Xbox versus PlayStation, like Xbox Live or or one Microsoft implemented Xbox Live, their, sh- their shift for games and promoting games has always been for that multiplayer aspect, playing with other people, playing with your friends, where Sony has been tied and so stuck with the exclusive game model, right? Yeah. That, that worked back in the era of N64, PlayStation 1, PS2, and the original Xbox, right? I'd agree. And GameCube, right? That was that era when you had to, like you bought into an ecosystem and yeah, there was cross platform games, but primarily like most people had a primary system right where they bought most of their games. I had a PlayStation two. I had a GameCube. I eventually had an X original Xbox, but our primary console for our house was the GameCube. That's where we bought most of our games for. Um, and, and for Xbox, I would buy mostly like the Star Wars games and some of the like the the racing games of like that. And for my PlayStation, it was more for RPGs because that was the typical games that came out on it. But nowadays, you know this this merger or this purchase of Activision has just kind of brought to light that Sony is still stuck in their mindset from twenty years ago.
0: Yeah. Did your parents let you buy grand theft auto um
1: i mean yes and no right like i eventually bought it but it was more of a when i was old enough to like i would just go to the mall and and buy games i didn't need them to buy it for me i mean back then like if you were to buy games like that you like this is when EB games would care and they would be like, oh, you're under this. You're under uh, 18. We can't sell this to you without your parents there, right? Yeah. But But uh, I mean, I would actually go to my friend's place and buy, play GTA more often. Yeah, like
0: We weren't allowed to play Grand Theft Auto for the longest time. Again, totally, totally fine. But my parents would always buy Nintendo games that we wanted. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't say like, hey, mom, buy me this now. But you
1: weren't that kid screaming in the in the toy section until they bought it.
0: But again, like when we were in high school, right? How did we learn about video games? We saw commercials. I had a Nintendo Power subscription, mm-hmm. which was really cool. I had Pokemon. We learned about games through our friends and going over to friends houses and That's we the thing. Like, We
1: always everyone had that one friend where their parents were like super cool and didn't really care and just bought their their kids whatever game they want.
0: But as an adult now, you just find out that they were kind of lazy and they just didn't want to watch their yeah. kids, so they bought <laughs> a bunch of video games. Yeah, uh, and now
1: their kids are bullies.
0: But <laughs> here's where we're at now, right? Like we look at this and we go, "Okay, you get you can have this game, you can have that game," and Sony's like. You can't have this game. And you can't have that game. We'll pay for it, uh-huh. And this is why we're here. So you know what, Microsoft? Congratulations. It's almost done. It's almost across the, field, the finish line. Get it done. Or this was all for nothing. Sony. Pull your heads out of your asses. Share an IP. Do you know how Microsoft would probably share an IP with you? If you went to them at the bargaining table, it was like Starfield for Spider Man. They'd probably do it.
1: I don't know if they would do it for just Spider Man alone. I feel like if they Sony what would else have, you want? I think Sony would have to offer up more than just Spider Man. Like they'd have to offer up like Horizon Zero Dawn or something like that.
0: Maybe like you're not going to touch the God of War. You're not going to touch the Uncharted. You're not going to no. touch that kind of stuff. But. If they want to seriously have that conversation for Starfield, it starts at Spider-Man, which Uh I don't think is an unreal reasonable ask. Also, did you see the projections for early game of the year candidate based on sales? Uh, No. Pre-orders for Starfield have already passed Breath of the Wild or uh, Tears of the Kingdom and Spider-Man 2.
1: Oh, I'm not surprised. Not surprised at all.
0: But but there's not a lot of Xboxes out there. How's that possible, David? How? Oh, the the PC crowd. That must be it. It must be the computer gamers.
1: Totally, totally is.
0: (laughs) Or it's the fact that Microsoft is now selling out of their console. Is that a possibility?
1: Yeah, sales are going up again.
0: Skyrocketing, right? Yeah. And I think I sent it to you. If not, I have it here on my phone, which is a convenient place for me to have something. But there was another little nugget of truth that came out. Confirmed it was actually Microsoft that went ahead and fixed all the old call of duty servers sources close to Activision. Confirmed somebody replied, we all knew Microsoft would actually fix the servers because Activision themselves didn't have the nerve to fix it. So yeah. you're telling me they've technically owned They're they're in the doors. Now, first thing they did was like turned on all the, the servers and fixed them. Tell me that hasn't been planned for months. Tell me that wasn't a quick. fix. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? I'm thankful that the next time we have to talk about this is in November.
1: Well, no, it'd be October.
0: Yeah, I just I figure we'll take a week off. I don't
1: <laughs> It'll be like a will they or won't they kind of like an awkward, uh, you know, first date or 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 even second date where like people are like, "Oh, are they going to kiss? Are, are they going to do it? Will they talk about Microsoft Activision acquisition?
0: my guess is they close it before the end of september because that way they get a full fourth quarter all of oh, them totally agree themselves. i mean like the deadline is just
1: that it's just uh it's just a date that they need to set to have everything completed but i think this has been going on for so long they they obviously have everything in order they just push the deadline uh back for by uh, like 3 months just to allow for any potential shenanigans that might come up from Sony or whatnot.
0: Shenaniganery is always the best. Now, before we go, I want to hit on something super duper quick. What's guys, that? I did it. As you guys have may have seen through our Instagram stories, I watched all seven Mission Impossibles in four days. Mission Impossible 1 and 2 on Friday, Mission Impossible 3 and 4 on Saturday, 5 and 6 Sunday, and then I saw an early screening of Mission Impossible 7 on the Monday.
1: Is everything you hope for?
0: For a week, I thought I, everything I was doing was espionage. <laughs> I was telling people things with self-destruct. It was a lot. I will say they're they're a little less campy than Bond movies, I think. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. They follow yeah. kind of a same pattern. Yeah. But overall, um, David and I have decided that we are, in the next few weeks, we're going to do a, an MI 1 through 7 breakdown where we just talk about Ethan Hunt and all of his trials and tribulations and the fact that the only other consistent thing in all these movies is Luther. Oh yeah, that's true. That's it. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to talk about it all and it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super excited. I'm also super excited to announce that on August 9th. We are doing a music trivia.
2: Oh snap! Oh, snap! Yeah.
0: We're doing 80s, 90s, 2000s. I've got some really fun rounds planned. Uh, it's going to be very exciting because David is going to be at his very first trivia. He will <laughs> That's will right. none of the answers because he doesn't know much, but no. it'll be a good time. Are yeah, you excited? I'm super yeah. excited.
1: Uh, I know that we had taken some time off for the summer for uh, trivia, but this is like a super special David is down edition.
0: <laughs> it is. It is uh <laughs> David. We're just gonna call it David is down. <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of fun. TWB August 9th. Can't wait to see you all out there. That is it for this episode. We want to thank you all for tolerating us through our Microsoft and Sony filled rants. We want to thank you all for listening to us as always for myself. Wow, that wow, a very nice and david that hansel's so hot right now we want to thank you for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of the scene on screen podcast